It's Saturday Night Live. You will get me a Coke Zero? We don't have any Coke Zero. You will get me a Coke Zero? George, we only have Diet Coke. Find your lack of Coke Zero disturbing. Star Wars. This is the actual Mort Cavill. Jim Erso. Now, please welcome the chairman of this event, Mr. Lando Calrissian. Hello, and welcome to episode 36 of Force Time. My name is Travis, and today I have a very special guest with me, Tori Fox. Tori, welcome back to the show. Hello, it's so good to be back. It's lovely to see you, friend. I'm excited. I'm so excited, too. We have a really fun show today. So today we're kicking off a new series on the pod, Star Wars and Pop Culture. In this series, I'll be welcoming guests to discuss different TV shows, movies, and media that have parodied and played off of Star Wars, including Spaceballs, Robot Chicken, Scrubs, and more. This is a series I've been wanting to do for so long, basically since I started the podcast and haven't known really where to start. And I'm so excited for today. For our first episode, we are going to be diving into Saturday Night Live. So SNL is a show with a very long tradition of Star Wars sketches and shorts, even more than I originally thought before looking into this, I found a lot of really a lot. I yeah, you found so many that I'd never even heard of. So yeah, there's there's some gems in there that, that you kind of got to dig a little bit, but they're 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 really good. But yeah, SNL and Star Wars just go really well together. Just the type of show SNL is and the type of franchise Star Wars is. It's it's easy to parody Star Wars and the way SNL does it throughout is just really good. So yeah, I'm just I'm really excited. But first, Tori. Like I said, welcome back. You joined me back in August originally, so it's been a little bit. Was but it that I, long ago? Yeah, I think it was August. Wow. See, it feels like okay. on one hand, it was like two years ago, and I say this on the show all the time. And then it was time is, like two weeks ago. Time exactly. doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> it really doesn't. There is no such thing as time. <laughs> but yeah, how, how, how have you been? What have you been up to? I mean, good, you know, just kind of like on the internet, and that's about it because we're in a pandemic, so... <laughs> But yeah, good. I mean, like doing stuff for my shop, hanging out with friends like you on the internet. That's about it right now. I moved, which was a nightmare, um, but now it's settling down. So that's exciting. So yeah, that's about it. <laughs> yes. I can see like your place looks really just in the background right now. It looks really put together and you got like your Star Wars wall. Oh, you think that? Thank you corner. so much. It's yeah. a bit of a mess because like... We went from having like massive storage in our other place to like no storage. So this is me trying to figure that out. So thank you for saying that. You made me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> it looks good. It looks good. Thank you. <laughs> Definitely. So let's go ahead. Let's get right into it. So first off, before we dive into SNL, I wanted to ask, what is your favorite Star Wars parody or reference in pop culture there's so many i mean it, it spans tv music everything do you have a favorite outside of snl mm. okay so like i feel like i'm not super up on all the different parodies that exists or like references or whatever I, and i also feel like i have such a bad memory that there's probably one that i would pick that i just can't think of <laughs> but um i mean snl is definitely up there i'm not even like a big snl viewer but when it's like oh you know like 
so-and-so is going to be on. I'm like, ooh, what if they do a Star Wars thing? Like, so I kind of pay attention to that. Um, I like Spaceballs. I would say that's probably, like, the biggest one that I'm familiar with. Because I know, like, so a lot of the, like, animated shows do stuff. But I, I haven't really watched a ton of those. Like, uh, Family Guy, I think, right? Yeah. They did yep. one. Yep. Yeah, like, I don't really watch Family Guy. So, like, I, oh, I don't know. Um, what I will say is, this just popped into my head, was... Jimmy Fallon did, uh, it's his like band, the, I think it's The Roots, right? Isn't that what they're called? Yeah, yep. Um, the one guy from that did like a Star Wars rap and it's my favorite and it was like the ABCs. It's my favorite solely because for S, he said that Size Noodles was the Beyonce of Star Wars. So that's yes. probably <laughs> my favorite. That's so but good. other than that, yep. I, I think, and I think that came up in our first discussion when did we it? talked about Probably. Size Noodles and you compared Probably. her to Beyonce. Yeah, so I have, no, that, him, I have to give the guy props. Like it was a great song in general, but that just took it to the next level, and he's not wrong. That's very true. He's good. He's good, and he actually comes. He's going to come up here because he was a big SNL guy for a long time. So he's going to come up in a couple of these sketches that we're going to talk about. So diving into SNL, which skit is your favorite? And we'll talk about. I'm sure whichever one your favorite is, we'll really get into it later. But which one out of all of them would you say is your favorite? Okay, I think. So can I say like kind of two? I'm so sorry. That's I'm fine. <laughs> I'm so bad at picking one thing. So it's hard. Um, the undercover bosses are my favorite. And I think that's because that's really kind of been my first exposure to like SNL Star Wars. Cause that was like the first um, one was kind of like my first time I actually watched one and like loved it. And that's just hilarious. Um, and I really enjoy like with these, which you'll probably notice I'll, pointed out like i love the set design like i think it's so impressive that the people on snl make this stuff often in like a week um yeah. and like i think it'd be really a really fun like very hectic a job to like be able to put together these kind of things and like makeup too i mean i follow some of the people that do makeup and they just like they can apply they can apply a bald cap which is like arguably the hardest thing to do in effects makeup like seamlessly over a commercial break like it's wild <laughs> So yeah. I would say I really enjoy the set design for that one. But you showed the you sent me that Carrie one, the Carrie monologue. Yeah. And I was dying. It was very funny. And it was just so Carrie. So I think that's kind of like a little bit of a contender because I had never really seen that one before. And it was great. Yeah, I hadn't either. That the Carrie Fisher one, we'll talk about it here in a second. But I I feel like I had always like heard that she did a monologue and I, I had seen the pictures, I think, but I never put it together like that it was SNL. And so, yeah, when I found that the other day, I was like, oh my God, I sent it to you right away. I was like, oh my God, like we, we got to talk about this. So yeah, I'm really excited. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say probably for me that the undercover boss one too. And I, it probably feels like, yeah, it's the obvious one, but you can watch it a hundred times. It's still funny. They're still like little things. So <laughs> and, and I love that you bring up the set design because they have like the little posters on the wall and like things like that, that we'll kind of talk oh, about, but good. yeah, it's, oh, it's really good. So good. So who's your favorite character out of all the SNL? So if you had to pick one character, who would, who would that be? So I was thinking, so if I have to pick one, I do have two again, cause I'm the worst, but if I had to pick one, <laughs> it's basically anybody that Leslie Jones is because she really is so funny. Like, uh, her part in um, The Undercover Boss, like, I haven't had my muffin yet, Matt. Like, that was the most quotable thing from that entire um, yeah. and it's so funny, but um, I like she's when she's Key Biba in the, which I think we're going to talk about, the Lando Summit, like, 
she is so funny. She <laughs> like, is. She just and she normally only has like one line in in these skits anyway. Like typically, she only has like a couple lines, and it's like always very funny. So yeah, I guess my short answer is like any character that Leslie Jones is, but also um, Keenan Thompson's Saw Guerrera is just yeah. That's my top. That's my pick right there. Is Keenan spot top. on? Just so good. <laughs> it is really good. I I oh I can't even explain. Like, you literally just have to watch it. But he just he it's the perfect parody of Sagarera, and that's that's exactly who I have on my list too. Is Keenan? But yeah, Le- Leslie Jones, she is she's so good. And I think one of the skits that we don't really have on our list to really get into is um, the Force Awakens teaser, where. <laughs> Uh, they're like all the older characters and Lando's there like looking out of his window and she comes That's in. right, yes. And she comes in, she's like, she's like his, uh, his Twi'lek like wife or whatever. She's yeah. like, you better, what is it, was it like fix the dishwasher or whatever? Like, yeah. He's like looking out in the clouds like, ah, to be out there again. He's like, you better, you better get in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Lando, did you fix the dishwasher droid yet? Baby, please. Get your ass in here and fix it! But I got on my cape. Shouldn't have to do no damn chores. What? Nothing. Damn right. Okay, so like I said, SNL has a long, long, long history with Star Wars. It goes all the way back to 1978. So first, I'm going to go ahead and just list off some skits that we're really not going to get too deep into. And because there there are just there's so many of these, but I'm going to start in 1993. So there's a couple in 78 and then it takes a while before Star Wars comes back into SNL. But in 1993, Obi-Wan Kenobi appears to Luke Perry during his monologue. 1997, Mark Hamill appears on a home shopping network where they list him as an item up for sale. 1997 and 2015, so this is one they did twice, was Star Wars Auditions, which both of those were were really funny, but they brought that back for The Force Awakens and the original was for A New Hope. Uh, Jimmy Fallon sings Phantom Menace songs during Weekend Update in 1999. Tim Meadows appears as Billy D. Williams during Weekend Update in 1999 as well. Tina Fey plays Leia in the Nerd Hotline in 2005. Uh, Like I said, The Force Awakens teaser parody in 2014. Felicity Jones has her monologue, which that is so good. And that's where Keenan shows up as Saw. And that's in 2017. (laughs) And then the Natalie Portman rap in 2018. And Ooh, also big one, big one. the the first and actually in the original one in 2006, uh, she signs an autograph for a kid in a Padme outfit as well. So she doesn't mention really Star Wars in that one, but she does show that. And then there's uh, the Mo- the most Isley five, which was a cut for time sketch in 2018. And then we have Kyle Mooney as Grogu over the past couple years as well, popping up in Weekend Update and the rap song. And yeah, it's just ridiculous. So those are ones we're not going to dig in too deep, but out of all of those, do you have any top moments from those that I just listed off? So, yeah. So I think that the Mark Hamill home shopping one is hilarious. It's very cringe. Like, it's just so like weird. It's just very, it's like very uncomfortable almost, but it's very funny. Um, I like that one a lot. I'm just going to say the entirety of that one. Um, the um, Force Awakens audition that you mentioned, I, I like <laughs> specifically John Ham, where he's like yeah. Ham Solo or whatever. Like that's hilarious. And then when uh, I think it's is it Bobby Moynihan is George Lucas? Yeah, yep, yep. Which I love because he did. He eventually does Resistance, right? Yeah, Resistance yep, yep. So I just thought that was really funny. But him as George Lucas is just like visually like pretty spot on. 
Yeah. And for him to do the whole, like, you'll get me a Diet Coke. Yeah. No, you'll, you will get me a Diet Coke. Like, that's just, like, waving his hand like a Jedi. It's beautiful. And then, of course, obviously, like, Natalie Portman. Like, come on. Yeah. Perfection. Yeah. Like, so that's the top moment, for sure. Say something about the mother. For me, and I, I love, I really, that the Mark Hamill one, and I should have said it from the top. I'm, I'm going to put a list of these somewhere living either in the show notes or somewhere, but a lot of these sketches also don't hold up very well from 1993 or 2001 or whatever to, to today where it's like, yeah, that was definitely of its time. And, um, but yeah, yeah. some of them they were like, not really funny exactly you have to like kind of skip around some parts and be like okay that part didn't happen so yeah but i'm gonna go back all the way to 1993 when obi-wan appears to luke perry it's phil hartman as obi-wan and it's very like i said we're gonna talk about the leia monologue obi-wan appears there as well but he shows up as obi-wan and He's basically treating Luke like Luke Skywalker because Luke Perry, Luke Skywalker, he says, you know, this works for for anybody. And Luke Perry messes up a joke. Obi-Wan gives him advice. Someone calls him out in the crowd and then he's like, kick his ass, Luke. And it just, I don't know. That one just was really funny to me. <laughs> just the way it's he says, funny. kick his ass, Luke. And then any of the uh, like, him, him just like showing up and like talk. It's very funny. It's very yeah. funny. No, for sure. And then one of them that's not like super funny, but I really like is again the Jimmy Fallon Phantom Menace songs, just because it took me like straight back to 1999 and it felt very, it had Every Morning by Sugar Ray, My Name Is by Eminem, and La Vida Loca by Ricky Martin. And it made me super nostalgic for that time period because I was 12 in 1999. And just his, his singing about, you know, like I said, it wasn't. They weren't really funny. The the Yoda one, Living La Vida Yoda, was kind of funny. Like he says he looks like Abe Bagoda, and the way he does that was really good. But just yeah, very made me very nostalgic for sure. He says the force is with you, then he leans on a small cane. To make you lift things up without him, or make you use your brain, and then you go insane. Okay, so should we go ahead and move in to the rest of the sketches? Yes. Okay, we're going to start in 1978, the very first big-time Star Wars call-out in SNL was from Nick the Lounge Singer when he is singing at the Pottery Room on the ski resort at Meatloaf Mountain. So this one is starring Bill Murray as Nick Winters, the Lounge Singer. Let's go out with something really hot for these folks. A big hit out of 77. Oh, Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars, give me the Star Wars, don't let them in. Ah, oh, Star Wars, if they should bar wars, please let these Star Wars stay. Had you seen this one before? Before I, I no, I hadn't. 
I really hadn't. And, like, to be honest, a lot of these was, like, I, and you kind of, like, know, you know, when you see a famous person that's been, like, around for a while, like, you kind of, like, have an inkling they started on something like SNL. But to see, like, people like Bill Murray or, like, Dan Aykroyd, it's pretty wild to see them yeah. in these sketches and be like, oh, yeah, like, <laughs> he used to do that. That's, that's wild. So, but I love this one um I, my biggest takeaway was that like this is me almost because i and i think we had this discussion via chat that like i kind of sometimes do that where i just assign words to the melody of star wars because why not so he does it masterfully though so i don't know about me but yes it, it was good and i when i sent it to you i was like okay you need to skip to like the star wars parts not till the very end but if you watch the whole sketch too, like the entire sketch is hilarious. It's not all about Star Wars because it starts off actually with him singing 2001 A Space Odyssey, where he's like, duh, 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 Oh my God. Duh, duh. He does that whole thing. It's just so funny. But yeah, Bill Murray is so good. Just the lyrics, Star Wars, give me those Star Wars. <laughs> Don't let them end. I, also very it's, relatable, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's a bop. It's a bop. <laughs> those near and far wars. Yeah, so good. Blaps, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and hey, how about that nutty Star Wars bar? Can you forget all the creatures in there? And hey... Darth Vader in that black and evil mask. Did he scare you as much as he scared me? Ah! Star Wars! Those near in Star Wars! My seventh winner up here! Star Wars! Okay, so let's move on to the Carrie Fisher monologue and Beach Skip from November 18th, 1978. Like we talked about earlier, I had no idea like what this was about. I had never watched it. I had never watched the beach skit. And after I watched it, I was just, it's so wholesome. It's so carry. And it's just so, I don't know. It just made me really happy <laughs> to see her and like footage that I haven't watched of her too, like in her Leia outfit too. Yeah. It was like prime carry. Like, I think that's why, like, I, I love it so much because I mean, not only was it hilarious, like, with the whole Obi-Wan thing, I just thought that was so funny, him just cracking up at the joke. Um, <laughs> but you're right, yeah, like, it was cool to see her in the, the Leia outfit, she kind of makes a joke about it, you know, how else would you recognize me, or, like, something like that. But yeah. she, she just, like, not only does is it, like, oh, yeah, like, she's so good in Star Wars, but then when it transitions over to that, like, weird, like, Teen Beach movie kind of thing, like, it's just so apparent, she's just such a natural performer, and just transitions so seamlessly into like song and dance and all of that. And it's just, it's just beautiful. It was it. And the premise of it is that, yeah, she's doing her monologue and she says she asks for help from an old friend, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And so in this sketch, we don't see Obi-Wan because in 1978, Obi-Wan hadn't manifested in the force. So it's kind of funny seeing it up against the Luke Perry monologue where in this one, it's just Obi-Wan's voice. So yet. Yeah, it's Obi-Wan's voice talking to her and then the Luke Perry one, like he appears, which I thought was really funny. But yeah, he, he basically gives her this very long, drawn out joke with all these Star Wars references. And I, I thought it was really interesting. There's a Jabba the Hutt 
mention here, which Jabba the Hutt is mentioned in Star Wars, the original one in 77, but he wasn't actually shown. So the fact that he made it into this sketch was really good. And then he talks about Navic computers, Banthas, and then she's like, and I think it this makes might- no sense, by the way. <laughs> no, no, not at all. And there's uh, yeah, a Jedi convention in town and like she's telling it and he's like, no, finish the joke. And then, yeah, you're right. He's like snickering in the back. He's like, <laughs> like trying to get through it. And he's just cracking up the whole time oh look i don't know but it seems to me that this is the kind of joke that you would probably have to done a lot of space travel Just to get to the part about those okay all right okay <laughs> okay so the uh, bantha says sure you can trust me and job believes of course right away the daughter invites him into a millennium falcon for some guarange cola and some whoopee <laughs> <laughs> And then she goes on with her monologue and she says, some people are fed up with Star Wars, although I'm not complaining. And I'm thinking like, this is 1978 and she's already like, Star Wars was already that popular where she's like, people are fed up with Star Wars. I'm like, think about it today. Like how fed up. Yeah, you got like 40 more years of this at least. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it was it was very wholesome. And then you're you're right. They they transition into this 1950s teen beach movie that is just everything you get from a a teen movie in the 50s. And it's called Beach Blanket Bimbo from Space, where Carrie shows up as Leia, and the premise is that she falls into 1950s on a beach as Leia. And another one that didn't super hold up very well but it was definitely of its time and uh yeah there was some parts where you're like some of it was funny though (laughs) yeah there there was some there was definitely some some good jokes and then the kiss where you know bill bill murray plays the creepy uh come on babe like that kind of guy in this sketch like i I just think of greece you know a lot and yeah 100 yeah and she talks about or he talks about have you ever kissed anyone? And she's like, a kiss? What's a kiss? He's like, open your mouth. And she like opens her mouth like super wide. And they had this really awkward kiss. And yeah. And then they break out in song at the very end and they sing Obi-Wan Kenobi. So they're like, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I just, I, that's another song like Star Wars. Give me those Star Wars and Obi-Wan Kenobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Those are, those are top Good hits songs. for me. Straight to the top of the charts. Yes. Okay, so let's move on. Our next one that we're going to talk about, this one was from January 13th, 2001, and it was another cut for time sketch, but it was called Casual Friday on the Death Star. And this one was probably just it's just one of those that's just so stupid but it's so funny but i i love the concept so so it has charlie sheen chris Catan, will ferrell tina fey uh darth vader and boba fett and a couple stormtroopers in here as well but the premise is it it gives a, a crawl at the beginning and it says on the death star a bold new plan has been instituted a plan that will make the death star even more efficient and deadly it's a nefarious scheme the emperor calls casual friday and then it just goes right into it it's it's so dumb but it's so funny how what would you take away from this one 
I uh, I thought it was funny as well. Itsy Fee, yeah, it's very, very stupid. Um, I loved, I guess my favorite was like Tina Fey's entrance because she's just kind of like storming in there as Princess Leia and then she's like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. What Like, what is going on? Yeah. Um, which was pretty great. And then I, the other thing I thought about was I was like, I feel like this is like close to what like Scarif actually would have looked like because <laughs> I feel like in that like hot climate, right? Like, everyone would probably be trying to, like, be a little less formal, you know? And, like, I mean, Vader, you know, Vader shows up, like, way too casual with, like, a Hawaiian shirt on. So, like, yeah, yeah. perfect. <laughs> that's so good. That's that's a really good call. He does look like he's dressed for the beaches of Scarif. Because, yeah, he's got his, like, khaki shorts, his, like, socks with shoes. And, yeah, it's uh, it's so good. Charlie, Charlie Sheen's, like, the main player in this one. And he starts with a British accent. And his British accent is so terrible that it's funny. Like it's it's so bad that yeah. it's funny. And then yeah, Vader walks in with his Hawaiian shirt, and everyone just looks at him. He's like, "What did I did I go too casual again?" Not good. Yeah. It's like I went too far. And and then I don't know if you can make any sense of this, but he says, "Hey, he's like it's casual Friday. Friday, please call me Jerry." Where did that come from? I don't know. I guess maybe that was like him saying his name was Jerry. I guess. I guess at that time, but at that time we knew his name because this is 2001. So that, I don't know, but he says it twice. He's like, no, call call me Jerry. I'm just like, again, so stupid that it's, that it's fine. I mean, maybe it's one of those things where like sometimes people have nicknames that are like actual names that are nothing like their name you know and you're like that's that's interesting like maybe oh. that that's his middle name so, that he goes by yeah Ma- anakin jerry skywalker <laughs> make it and then, yeah and then we have a boba fett appearance too which was really good and he's wearing a world's greatest dad t-shirt so that was a that was a nice way to to end the sketch and then it sets us up for a sequel that I really want to see that it says the emperor is working on an even more sinister plan, secret Santa. And I would love to see that sketch as well. Yeah. I mean, wow. This was like 20 years ago, right? They should totally do it now. It'd be funny if they did it now. I think it's time. We should write, it's definitely we should write they them can get someone. Like, Where's the sequel to this, please. Yeah. <laughs> that's oh, really yeah. funny that you said we should write them it, it just it just popped up in my head so i i loved snl when i was a kid and me and my friend seth we used to like think that we could be on snl because we thought we were really funny and we we totally weren't but we sent them an email one time to snl Aww. we were probably like ninth grade 10th grade maybe telling them how funny we were and like pitching our ideas and we never heard back so um, that's really funny you said we should write them because yeah <laughs> we definitely wrote them back in the day if we can get like a campaign okay. going, you know, an internet campaign. I agree. Get the hashtag going. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Lord Vader, only you could be so. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> what? Come on, it's the socks, isn't it? Oh, man, what happened? Did they lose your luggage? <laughs> Look, people. I'll have you know that Casual Friday is helping us to imprison the galaxy while still letting people feel comfortable sharing their ideas. Wait a minute, is that Boba Fett in the world's greatest dad shirt? Hey, is it a crime to love your kids? (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) So let's move on 
to 2002. This one is the one that, again, it was a late find on my part. And when I found it, I was like, you have to go watch this now because this is one. So this is HBO's first look at Attack of the Clones from January 12th, 2002. The only way to watch it that I could find, I'm sure it's on the dark web somewhere, but if you have the Peacock app and you have the free version, it's on there. All the SNL seasons are on there and you can go back. I had no idea all the SNL seasons were on there. But this one, this one was so good. Daryl Hammond is George Lucas. Tracy Morgan is Mace Windu. Seth Myers is Obi-Wan Kenobi. And Josh Hartnett is one of the NSYNC. I don't know the band very well, but he's like the leader, not JT, but he's like in in the front. Lance Bass? I don't know. That's gotta be yeah, Lance I couldn't Bass, tell. Right? I don't know. Yeah. They looked like them, though. They looked really good, which is one of my notes, that the casting was really good for this. (laughs) Yeah, it was good. The casting and the costuming really made everyone look exactly like they should. It was great. Definitely. And the the premise of this one is George Lucas is addressing fan concerns because – and I had to research this because I remember – it being a thing, but I didn't know exactly what it was because I never really read about it. But NSYNC had a part in Attack of the Clones originally because George Lucas and Rick McCallum's daughters were big fans of NSYNC. And so they're like, oh, we'll throw them in somewhere. So that led, of course, to fan campaigns being upset. The Star Wars fandom has not changed, but they're upset that NSYNC was going to be in it. And so George Lucas had to address it. They eventually took them out or so we thought there might be a small appearance by one of them in one of the scenes. But that's that's kind of the premise is that he's addressing fan concerns for Attack of the Clones before Attack of the Clones came out. I will never forget what they took from us. <laughs> we could have had sync in there. Especially these specific scenes. They were so good. So, so the first one is Mace Windu and Obi-Wan, and they're talking about Anakin. And they're like... Yeah, do you think he has enough midichlorians? And he's like, yeah, he'll be the only one to bring down, you know, the bad guys, whatever. And he's like, Obi Wan, Seth Myers is Obi Wan is like, isn't that right? In sync, and it like cuts. To yeah, look, well, yeah, that was one of my favorite notes. One of my favorite things was that like he says, "You'll never know they're there. It's gonna be really subtle." And then it goes into that where they're like, "What do you think, In Sync?" Yeah, it's like they're playing themselves. <laughs> so they're like yeah we're here to save the galaxy and tell the kids to stay in school and that ain't no lie baby bye 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 it's just oh so so good so perfect and then it goes to the next one so george then he talks about cameos in the next film because they kind of make a reference of et being in uh the phantom like people loved et so we're gonna give you more of that yeah. <laughs> they got a kick out of that. So we're going to go even further. And so it shows that the Jedi Council and it's Alf, Mayor McCheese, <laughs> Harry Potter, Cartman from South Park, Monica Lewinsky, which Monica Lewinsky shows up. I mean, she was, and I feel so bad now looking back like at that entire situation, but Monica Lewinsky, Master Yoda in sunglasses saying was uh that whole thing and it's just it was basically anything that was relevant at the time they were like we're putting it in the skin yeah harry potter was at at the peak right then cartman was was there the was up commercial from uh budweiser yeah it was it was all there and then they move into the final scene and it is nsync again and this the way that 
Seth Myers and Tracy Morgan play off each other is really good because Obi-Wan, Seth Myers is like super annoyed that he has to keep introducing NSYNC. And then Mace Windu in this one is like, ladies and gentlemen, NSYNC. And it like goes to a song. And this song, again, Star Wars song, song is song. Good. good. The song is <laughs> actually really good. I would buy it. It is. And Jimmy Fallon's Justin Timberlake. And then... I think it's Horatio Sands is in there, Chris Kattan, and then another another cast member. I wasn't sure who it was, but yeah, it's uh, there's a Boba Fett mention. But the line I like the best was, "Without you, I feel so alone, like I was attacked, attacked by clones." <laughs> Just, <That's... laughs> that should be the tagline of the movie. <laughs> yes. I also like, this is not a song lyric, but I really enjoyed Daryl Hammond's George Lucas was just very funny, very over the top. But he says something along the lines of like, if you don't, like, if you're unhappy, like, don't come see the movie. I'm going to make money anyway. Kind of like thing. Yeah. He's just like, it's fine. I don't care. I'm going to yeah. make my money. So yeah, that was good. He he played it really cool. And yeah, he's like, uh, I have billions. I literally have billions. I'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> Which I love that actually about George that he told his story in the prequel trilogy. And yeah, ah, prequels rule. Correct. <laughs> Okay, so let's move on to Overdressed for the Theater. This one premiered May 21st, 2005. So it was probably opening weekend of Revenge of the Sith or, you know, maybe a little bit before or after. But it was it was right there. Yeah, I'm guessing it premiered on the 20th that year. And this one has Lindsay Lohan, Seth Meyers. The premise of this one is that they bought tickets online, which again, it tells you how old this sketch is because it, they bought tickets <laughs> online and it was, it was a whole thing where they couldn't get into Revenge of the Sith. And so they they end card, up yeah. In, yeah, they end up in Monster-in-Law with Jennifer Lopez and Jane Fonda amongst people that are there to see Monster-in-Law. And they're in full cosplay, all of them. And they're so nerdy. And yeah, it was great. I loved it. Lindsay Lohan looks great as Padme. She really does. Good. Her character was really going through it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's that whole bit where like I guess uh he'd show his ID and so he told her that or she he didn't tell her this, but she basically says, Well, you didn't say no when I said you were twenty-five. Yeah. And so it was like, Oh, you're actually like thirty-five looking at your license. <laughs> yeah. So she ends up in the Revenge of the Sith, well, in Monster in Law, dressed as Amidala, who she's clearly like not a huge Star Wars fan, but she's there with her boyfriend who's 10 years older than she thought and his three other friends all dressed up, totally embarrassed. And yeah, that, that's what it was. His credit card was demagnetized demagn- by his C-3PO costume. That's and they're right, like, because he had to use magnets. Yeah, they're like, well, you could have made a plastic plastic 3PO. He's like, uh, is C-3PO made out yeah. He's not. I mean, he's not wrong. I love that. And then there was that one part where behind the people sitting behind them were like, can you please? Oh, I know what it was. They were like, can you please? They're talking to Lindsay Lohan. They're like, can you please take your um your headpiece off? Like, I can't see the screen. And so she was like, okay. And then he was like, no, no. Queen yeah. Amidala will not remove her crown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. And then um, the joke that really got me was when... <laughs> when Seth Meyers character is like 
Jennifer Lopez and Jane Fonda have as much chemistry as General Grievous and Mace Windu. And then they all have the biggest nerdy laughter that you've ever heard. <laughs> I'm like, that's a joke that I would laugh at yeah, as a nerd. Look like the other people. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, that would be exactly like if I went to a Star Wars premiere and ended up in the wrong theater. I would, I would definitely sound like that. And then we have Fred Armisen and Will Forte are both dressed as Anakin Skywalker and they have a fight over that's right they have a fight because he's like I look just like hating Christensen yeah that's Fred Armisen saying that he's like, like what did he say he said, I said I was gonna dress up like he said he were, you know he said you said you were gonna dress up like Darth Vader and he's like I am Anakin is Darth yeah. Vader and he's like not in costume though yeah <laughs> so good can you tell me again why you had to dress like Anakin when you knew all along that I was going to dress like Anakin? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because I look just like Hayden Christensen. <laughs> you specifically told me that you were coming as Darth Vader. Anakin is Darth Vader. Not in the world of costumes. Oh, and then we have Rob Briggle also as, um, which we don't really see him in SNL very much because he was kind of a side character. But it's funny like how he's gotten a little bit bigger especially in like the last 10 years, Rob Riggle has shown up everywhere. But yeah, he has the joke about he's he's dressed up as Chewbacca and or a Wookiee. And then it's the joke about his his zipper in the back is zipped down. His back is just hairy. And, and that's why he... I can that's relate. What... Okay. I can super relate to that. Um, so yeah. like, oh, one more thing <laughs> I wanted to bring up. I just wanted to bring it up just because like... And this is something that I think will come up with like Lando Summit where it's like, I mean, it's not really funny, but it's like SNL, I think, is really good at pulling like cultural problems out with their skits where they are in trouble for talking in the theater and the person shows up and she yells at the people behind them. Yeah. And it's black, and it's like. Yeah. What? But like, but like, uh, yeah. I don't know. I just, I think it's really again, it's like not really a funny situation in that way, but it's it's kind of like catches you off guard while also bringing up like a serious problem that like probably totally happens all the time. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that's actually bringing that up leads literally right into Lando summit because Keenan, oh, the next one it is. <laughs> cause, cause Keenan is actually in both sketches. Cause he's been there right, for so long. The theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I just, I love Keenan. He's, he's probably my favorite cast member and he, yeah, that, that sketch was in 2005 and then he's in Lando's summit in 2018. And actually I'm just going to say it too. He has a show coming out soon and I hope everybody supports it because he is he so funny. Yeah. It's called Keenan. And I think he like plays himself and yeah, it just, it looks really funny and I'm, I'm definitely, yes, me too. I, I don't have the like premium Peacock. I don't know if it takes that or not, but I don't care. Like I'm going to watch it however I can. Cause I'm so excited for Keenan. I, I loved all that. And I loved Keenan and Kel and, oh, well, that and, was good so Burger, good. and like all those were just, that was my, that was my Saturday night. I think that, you know, those came out on Saturdays, all that. Every, Keenan and Kel. Everything that he touches is good. Yeah. hundred percent. No, I, I know anyway. <laughs> I love Keenan. I, I do. He's, he's, uh, he's my favorite. So yeah, let's go ahead. So then we go to Lando summit. Like you said, like SNL does call out issue, like real actual issues. And in this one, I loved that Donald Glover is 
playing Lando. And then the rest of the cast, Keenan is Saw Gerrera, Leslie Jones and Chris Ryder both in this one as well. And yeah, basically the premise is Lando is holding a summit for all the black humans in space. And it's like four people because Star Wars has had a major issue with that since its inception. And the fact that the fact that yeah, yeah, to say the least, but the fact that Don Glover in his Lando costume from Solo was able to do this sketch, I think was just awesome because there are, they are calling it out, you know, obviously like making fun of it and everything. But the fact that I know that Lucasfilm is super particular about how their brand is managed and how they let certain things like certain marketing ideas and, you know, partnering with different people. And the fact that they, they had to have like been somewhat involved if they're, if they were using yeah. his costume and everything. And yeah, I was just been made by the costuming team, which is really, really interesting. Cause I think his necktie looks a little different. So that might've been something that they just like pulled together on their own. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like they maybe have to, but also if it's parody, I think if you're parodying something, you don't always need permission. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. know if but, it's, since it was uh, Donald Glover as Lando, if that was, I, I don't know, but either I mean, way, in a show. Hopefully yeah. it's him in the new show. So, and he's exactly. just perfect as Lando and is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. That's another, like, I can't wait for the Lando show. I hope we find more about that soon. But yeah. So this one is, he's holding a summit. Mikey Day is like the hospitality director of this hotel. And he comes in, makes an announcement, like, you know, some galactic lingo and everything. And then Lando comes in, makes a couple jokes about where the hell are all the black people in space. And then Sagarera comes up and it's Keenan and the best. He's just so he's good be he's so good because he looks great. Like again, like the costuming and makeup yeah. is so good. He looks great. He does the voice impeccably. Yeah. But it's funny because he has this like he does like these really like wide eyes. He does like this dumb look on his face that I think is what yeah. makes it so funny. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll do like where he gets mid sentence to like breathe into like the apparatus thing that saw has like yeah. it's just so good. Yeah. Because Forrest Whitaker's saw is very like animated, you know, he's very yeah. his presence is just so big, which is just so oh, awesome. Yeah. And that makes the parody like the room for parody even that much bigger. And yeah, the the way he talks, the way his like cadence sets up with how he talks and everything is just is just amazing. And then yeah, his his thing was that he was there to honor all the black humans in space before him. And he says Mace Windu, and then goes goes and sits there. He's like, what does he say? Oh man, I'm, I'm gonna mess it up. But it's something like like yesterday we were a, a whisper, but today. We are a roar. Let me hear you roar. And he just immediately goes, yeah. Roar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he says something like he says something too about like I look at all your faces or something, but he like corrects himself because like there's two people there looking at him. Yeah. Like oh, so As I look upon the hundreds of faces, like my own. Sorry I wrote this like a week ago. <laughs> I am filled with hope. Our voice was once a whisper. Now it is a roar. Let me hear you roar. 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 And then Leslie Jones comes up as Key Biba and Lando <laughs> Lando kisses her hand like he does, like he did with Leia and strikes back. Yeah. But she's like, I don't know you like that. Like that ain't cool. Like, don't do that. <laughs> what are you doing? 
And then when he, even when he like backs away and she's like up on the podium, she kind of like look, she like keeps like looking at him. She's like, yeah. God, so good. Yeah, I don't know you like that. Up next, the lovely Keith Bieber talk about all the activities we have going on this week. I don't know you like that. <laughs> that ain't cool. Yeah, exactly. Wherever we want because there's not a lot of people here. Yeah, yeah. And then Saw from the crowd says, "Does that?" Or, yeah, she cancels all the activities except for food. And then Saw says, "Does that include?" And the way that he talks, man, is just so funny. He's like, "Does that include the Thousand Man March?" And she's like, "What do you think, dude? Like, what, what do you think?" Oh, uh, and then. <laughs> <laughs> and I then can, like, and, see his that just cracks me up. I know the, it's so good. We need more Leslie Jones, and we need more Saw Gerrera. It's just they, yeah, and Lando, just so good. The following activities have been canceled due to low attendance. <laughs> Everything except meals. Does that include the Thousand Man March? <laughs> what you think, dude? And then it ends with a song about making love in space with Lando and with Max Rebo and what a cameo to top it off with Max Rebo. Yeah. But he says something about like a weird alien or something. He says something. I can't remember what he says. Yeah, and some weird blue alien is what, is what, uh, Mikey like, Day. Heard of Max Rebo is such. Are you kidding yeah. me? Right yeah. It's like Anakin's like, I'm, I'm a human. My name is Anakin. It's like, he's a, he's an alien, but his name is Max Rebo. Like we know who that is. Um, but yeah. And then uh, Lando's like, yeah, you know, I used to be a singer before I made a living doing all that other stuff. That's, that's not really exploring. <laughs> yeah. So good. Uh, but yeah, that, that song, it was very uh, reminiscent of Nick, the lounge singer as well how you just like making love in space yeah yeah it says it was a good callback i wanted to be a singer there's a little song i wrote about space and it's called making love in space (laughs) two three four making love in space yeah making love in space you need a man though girl come see lando girl making love in space i love Okay, so for these last three, so we got the three, and these are probably three of the more popular, probably a lot of people's favorite. We have the two undercover boss sketches, and we also have the Star Wars SNL commercial, which is really good. What we're going to do for these is we're going to watch these together. So I'm going to push play. It's going to be a little bit of a commentary. We're going to watch these together and go through it like that. So first up, the toy commercial. From, this one's from December 12th, 2015. New Star Wars, The Force Awakens toys and action figures are here. Cool. Okay. Are you ready to bring the adventure of the Star Wars universe into your just, home? So we, we have Bobby Moynihan, <laughs> Taryn Killam, as adults New playing with toys. Just, they just show up and it's just too real, honestly, all of this, where they're like, he's like, or leave this, it in the box, you the, the actual figure in the box. Yeah. <laughs> this is me with my daughter, like when she tries to go for my figures, and I'm like, mm, like these are daddies. Let's let's go play with yours. Kyle Moody is maybe my favorite. Carrie's <laughs> like one leg, one open, one just in case. Yeah. 
And then the Millennium Falcon landing here with Bobby Moynihan. Oh my god, yeah, where he's like, you're doing it wrong. What are you doing? That's not how it lands. It's accurate, too. Yeah, he's actually doing the correct thing, yeah. But this poor kid's just trying to play with it. Yeah, and you can tell Bobby Moynihan's like the biggest Star Wars fan. I like that. Yeah, just like Doug. We get the Doug Vader. Your wife like toys too. <laughs> it's like, how's your wife feel about that? <laughs> yeah, this part right here, Bobby might have been like, like dusting off a of Kylo Ren and putting it in a big display case. I want to know his display case that it is. Thumbs up, right? <laughs> awesome. Dollars, the Force Awakens action figures, uh, each sold separately for children and adult collectors. And it makes it that much better that, you know, like Bobby Moynihan and Taron Killam are huge Star Wars fans in real life. Actually, I met Taron Killam a couple years ago and he, I I brought, that's all I brought up because I only had like a couple seconds. I just like said hi and everything, but this is what I brought up. I was like, your SNL, I was like your Star Wars skits. I was like the toy one. I was like, so funny. I relate. He's like, oh yeah. He's like everything in there. Like, that's how I feel. I was like. Thank you. He's one of us. Definitely one of us. He totally understands. Yeah, I love it. It's again, it's it's very real. It's very much like us adults being like, I'm gonna get one for me to have fun with, and then I'll have one. I mean, I don't typically yeah. do that because money, but like, I definitely know people and have been. I've before yeah. done where you have one for for play and then one for for fanciness. <laughs> Yeah, I always struggle with should I unbox or should I keep it in the box? And like my black series, I just I took a couple out of the box and now I'm just I have to take them all out. But I always want like another one. And it, like you said, they're like 20 bucks a piece. So I'm not going to buy an extra one. But that just it gives me anxiety when people are like, should I unbox this or should I keep it or should I take it out? I'm just like, I don't know. I literally don't know because you can't it's go wrong either way. It really is. I think it kind of depends. Like I have some that are in the box because I like the box, but then some of them I just take out. So I don't yeah. know. That's hard. It also 100%. depends on the box too because like I have the Black Series Emphasis and you can only see her. Like she comes with the swoop bike. But yeah, the yeah. way that the packaging is, you can only see her figure, not the swoop bike. So it's like. That's right. Yeah. That is one of the nicest ones, too. And I'm still waiting for a maskless and fist nest black series. I still have not done one of those. It's like. Oh, it's been it's, for like a convention or something. That's going to be like. a. Yeah, it's been three years. Like spoilers are out. Like people know that it's Aaron Kellyman. Yeah. yeah, I get keeping it a secret at that point. But yeah, that that sketch that might be like the most funny, like packed in with so many jokes. I I don't know that I I relate to it a lot. And Kyle Mooney, Bobby Moynihan, and Taron Killam are just the perfect three for that sketch too. It's truly, yes. Okay, let's go to Undercover Boss. <laughs> Each week, okay. We so, do you do you remember where you were when you saw this one? Because I feel like this is one of those where it's like this was life changing. I agree, this was life changing. I think I think it was just like uh, it was on the internet because again, I don't normally watch SNL live. 
But this was all over Facebook, all over everywhere. Like, this was it. And I actually also remember shortly after this was the first time you could meet Kylo at um, the Disney parks. And I met him, and I remember my, like, quote on the picture was, I think people are going to love the new me. <laughs> yeah. So quotable. He's just, yeah. And Adam Driver is just so... He's so good at being awkward. We've put hidden cameras in an employee common area, and no one has any idea that... Matt These are the signs. The teamwork sign, keep your helmet on sign. Like, again, like, the actual atmosphere of the set is really nice, but they also yeah. go the extra mile and make it more of, like, an office environment, which yeah. I love. You guys like working here? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's the behind the scenes. It's, uh, yeah, totally. it's that everyday life of the Stormtrooper. Do you guys believe when he says that he's going to finish with Darth Vader? This part is where <laughs> Bobby Moynihan, what exactly has he started about Darth Vader? That's how I feel, too. It's like, what was he trying to finish? He's trying to accomplish something never been done in the history of the galaxy. You know, rule everything. Rule everything. Yes, exactly. So it's exactly. Here she is, the best gift. Yeah. Yes, Leslie Jones. This. Does that look like a calcinator? <laughs> What's wrong with you? What, why so hard for you to understand? I don't know, but can you please stop yelling me? You're starting to stress me out. <laughs> that look by him, I've found respect for what my employees do. Okay, now can we rewire This it, is like please? Grogu so trying to rewire the... Haven't had... Oh my god. Haven't had my muffin yet, Matt. Yes, and this stormtrooper kicks his wrench. Hey, you kicked my wrench! Jerk <laughs> face. <laughs> Have you guys seen Kylo Ren? Oh my god, he like scares him. The way that he jumps up on yeah, the way he jumps up on Bobby Moynihan. Immediately gets lightsaber. Bobby Moynihan's comment right here kills me. That thing looks dangerous, man. Poorly made, like a little kid made it. He's so right though. It does look like a little kid. Percent sure. Yeah, this is uh actually been a rough year for my family we lost our son back in april he was in the stormtrooper program and um we're getting <laughs> touching this part gets that. so weird with the little interview part Must be oh hard. my god yeah Hearing that zach lost his son really struck a nerve with me <laughs> no, it, adam driver's facial expressions just like he's so Trying to be nice for the cameras, but in the bathroom. He told me to give you this. Again, the design of this, like with the wall back there, the TIE fighter taking off. Oh, like it's really good. And again, like oftentimes they build this in like a week, maybe more than a week if they have more notice, but like this means yeah. The teamwork poster. This is probably the best part. He said that Kylo Ren had an eight pack. That he was shredded. Kylo Ren was shredded. What? Right here. Your friend's a liar, man. Kylo Ren's oh a my god. <laughs> and that t shirt, I saw that t shirt a couple times at Celebration. Kylo Ren is a punk bitch. And. Yes, capitalized on that. I see what's in your mind. It is. Yeah, that's stupid. Dude, Matt's I have a bombshell announcement to make, guys. I'm not Matt. I'm Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. We know. I knew when you threw me through the soda machine. I knew from hi, I'm Matt. 
We really connected. Which is exactly today. right because he kept so, he kept saying Kylo Ren's so great. Yeah, officer. yeah. Thank you, sir. And then Taryn Kill makes the mistake by touching him. So close to having a good day. People are gonna love the new me. R.I.P. Taryn Killam. <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh. that one's got to be the most watched of the all Star Wars. the Star Wars SNL sketches. Oh it's so quotable. <laughs> just so good. Yeah, and it really is so quotable. You're right. Like I just, oh man. <laughs> I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. <laughs> and then the the awkward like. <sighs> He's just so awkward. It's perfect. Yeah, the amount of like math radar technician cosplays that exist or like have been made is just It's impressive. I I definitely got my picture taken with one of the math the radar technicians at Celebration. I actually ran into Bobby Moynihan on the floor and Donald Faison too and got a picture with them and like Bobby Moynihan was so Donald Faison was too but they saw they were on the floor so they weren't really taking pictures with anybody or anything but they saw my daughter was in an Ahsoka costume and so I went over and like talked to him for a second and they just like did you make that and everything and I was like do you mind if I get a picture? They're like, oh, how could we say no to that? Like, oh, they're so nice. But yeah, Bobby Moynihan, man, that dude's just, he's so funny. It really does make it so much better when, like, you can tell that they're Star Wars fans, you know? Yeah, no, 100%. Ah, so good. Okay, so now we are going to Undercover Boss, Where Are They Now? That came out last year, just a year ago. Isn't that crazy? It feels like it was like 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, this one came out. Pre-pandemic, though. What a time. Yeah, exactly. Definitely a lot different time. So this, yeah, this came out a month after The Rise of Skywalker. So let's go ahead and play it. Five years ago, Supreme so we have the throwback to Matt. I love his, I love his name tag. Yes, and pledged to change his company for the better tonight. We'll find out if he kept his promise in an under. And you can hear the crowd go crazy for Adam Driver there and his goatee. I haven't been the best boss lately. I've been a little distracted by some personal drama. I love the personal drama. (laughs) And then they break it down. It's like, yep. Cut his mentor in half, fired upon his mother's spacecraft, (laughs) and is now obsessed with finding... I love the race. He's going back undercover to get things on track, but this time... There's your costuming right there. Beautiful. Putting on the hair. You get a fresh perspective. Let's intern. Let's intern. I, I, I love that. The wrong <laughs> and again, you have like the overall set. No one knows Brandy is really Kylo. But they have all the office supplies. Yeah. Okay, Boomer. Right? Okay, Boomer. And like the little sweaters that they have for the first order. The okay, pack. Boomer. Kylo Ren offers Ray his <laughs> yeah. hand for the second time. Do you think she'll take it? That's Who probably cares? the most quotable thing from this is okay, Boomer. <laughs> I do. Okay. So I've learned all the interns here do all the bitch work. The the I do we got in the trailer of him saying, but I do. And then we never yeah. got it in the movie. And so we get I do and sketch now. It's like they heard our cries. <laughs> I want to know if that's the same Stormtrooper. If that's the same Stormtrooper as the first one that kicked his wrench. Yes. Amassing on Exegol. One blue star milk. That's mine with Sarlacc cream. Yes. Oh. Don't go back. Don't go back. Straws? Great. We'll just suck it out of the little hole in the top. Thank you, Randy. Beck Bennett Goodbye. is the perfect officer. Like, he plays that so good. So 
rude. Yeah. Oh my god. Are you okay? That new intern. He's stormtrooper. Right? Yeah. Old starship trapey. I just did that. It thinks the tray is empty. <laughs> he broke another printer. I love Bo and Yang right here. This is the yes. Earlier, he came up to me and was like so in my face. He, he aggressed me. me. He aggressed me. <laughs> I think I was saying that for like weeks. Yep, <laughs> yep. And then they have the intern party. And this is, they're drinking, they're eating food. Oh, something I, I would to be a fighter pilot. The touching music like, from Undercover Boss is so good. Amazing. From Kylo Ren. Like that'll ever happen. The culture here needs to change. <laughs> Everybody deserves a shot. If I can be a small part of that change, I will. Again, she's so close to getting her promotion. I'm so happy. It really is. Just <laughs> like, why would you even say this though? Like in 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 imperial, like in an imperial environment or a first order environment. Like, what are you thinking? Yeah, you'll die like him. <laughs> okay, boomer. That just that tops it off. Well, how'd it go? I'd say pretty good. Yeah. Oh, I made four new friends and only killed one of them. The way that he takes the TIE fighter helmet away that he packaged up, he like sneaks it out like real soft. Ah, uh, it's perfect. And the, the little the weird thumbs up perfection. Yeah, it's very gifable and very quotable, all of these. It's just it really sets the bar for Star Wars SNL for sure. Uh, okay, Boomer was like a year ago. Isn't that weird? <laughs> for like a week that was all their age and it must have been january 25th of 2020 it was right there (laughs) it was so good all right well that wraps it up so we went on our journey from 1978 up until last year star wars snl sketches talked about some really good ones hopefully we brought up some that people will go and watch because some of those that we watched i was just so over the top excited to discover in 2021 that happened so long ago where I was like, how did I miss it? How have I never known about that? But yeah, Tori, thanks so much. This was a lot of fun. I appreciate your time. So fun. Yeah, definitely. And can you tell the people what you got going on right now and where they can find you? Yeah, um, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram. My personal stuff is The Mandatorian. So that's The Mandalorian, but there's a T instead of L. And then um, you can follow my shop, Creature Cartel. Um, that is on Etsy and then also on Instagram and Twitter as um, Creature Cartel Shop and Creature Cartel. Um, I have quite a few um, new products that I'm working on, but I just came out with a couple like Padme related earrings and things like that. So, yeah. Check Tori's stuff out. It is so cool, so creative. And yeah, you've been putting out a lot of stuff lately and it's just so awesome. I'm like trying to be professional. I have like a release schedule now. So like, watch out. (laughs) That's important. Whoa. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Tori. And you can find the show on Twitter at Force Time Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Force Time Pod. Leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. And until next time, may the Force be with you.